0: Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Brian Mayman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. With me to my left, sometimes entertaining and sometimes so direct and poignant that I Mm, cringe a little bit, Brian Martin, Mr. Brian Martin. And uh, honestly, honestly, it, it, we are happy to have you here. And uh, actually, I shouldn't say happy to have you here. You're a part of what we do. We are it, we are together. Um, Brian and uh, Rolling Bones partnered up a little over a year ago, and it's been the greatest marriage. We just love it, and we love working with you, Brian. And then across the table from me is Mr. Brad Dana. And uh, as always, Brad, we're partners in crime as we move through this outdoor business, the three of us. Uh, I really enjoy working with you guys. Today we're going to talk about optics. Um, This is an interesting one because, like, I've used the same binoculars for 13 years. And I know we get a lot of stuff that we send in. Last week we had a lot of binoculars sitting on here. We had spotting scopes. We're always running tests on them. Are you going to change this year? No, uh, we're going to talk about binocular spotting scopes, tripods, a lot of the stuff, range finders. It's it's interesting, and this will be a good one uh, from my personal perspective. I have some strong opinions on this, and uh, of course, not as strong as Brian Martin's. But and I know it, it almost you've heard the thing: taste is subjective. I think the eye is also somewhat subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, For sure. everybody, color, color, depth it, of color, well, it's yeah. the
1: thickness of the tube, the position of the focus ring. The way Straight the eye focuses, angled. the size of the ocular, the eye cup is huge. Yeah, uh, th- there's Where a lot of... the range-finding button if you have that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like a standard strap? Do you like the the, exactly. the, the, the bra strap that goes around your back? What yeah. do you like? Yeah,
0: so, and, 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 and so we're going to go over all that stuff in the next Pros 30 minutes. Pros and cons, and, and we all have opinions. This will be a good one. I really, really am excited about optics getting into. Optics is important, it. super so you important. You actually
1: use it more than almost. You use it way more than your gun. Oh,
0: way more! Like the gun is like this little. If you're
1: using your gun as much as your optics, no, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's not well. You know, nice. Actually, that's not true. You're bird hunting.
1: Well, or you're you're bird hunting, or you're chasing wild boars in Argentina. Yeah you're, yeah, you're chasing wild boars or gators in Louisiana. But you're if you're western hunting, your optics that you are not to your gun is what you're using all the time. I uh, remember absolutely. I grew up with guys looking at deer with their. Spotting. They yeah, no, they're they had no other spotting scope, they're they're rifle, rifle scope. scope. That's what I meant, the oh, rifle yeah. scope. Yeah. I've
0: been looked at. That was a spotting scope rifle scopes a few times. And, That's above a rifle and scope. And I mean,
1: a uh, spotting scope.
0: And everything is subjective. Like I, I don't like my eye on my binoculars. I don't like my eyepieces turned all the way out. I don't get as big a field of view. I like them turned down and you know, other people are like, "No, you got to have them turned out." And I'm like, "Are you kidding Everything me? is different. And, yeah. and
1: I like to squeeze my hat when I glass cuz it stabilizes it. And no, if that I have a, that makes if sense. I have a tall walking stick, like in Africa where you're hunting where you have a tall walking stick as mm-hmm. a shooting stick I use my shooting stick for glassing off yeah. it. and
0: I've always used I've always since they've came out my first one was a Badlands uh, but it made a lot of popping noise cuz the magnetic the magnet was over uh, clicked it was, yeah it clicked popped, when it popped when it, it closed it, it, it was too big the magnet was too strong and mm-hmm. so it popped when it closed um, but anyway there's a lot of those things so let's let's do this let's get started though let's start with binoculars Okay, so we can stay a little bit focused on this, and then we can go to spotting scopes, and we'll go to tripods, and then we'll end with we'll throw in the rangefinder to it at the end. And so, because I know we're going to go, why
2: not just start with it? Because no, who's carrying it without anymore?
0: Well, that's true, and maybe we can, and and we can integrate it in there. But range finding has a different you know use, and we can have a lot of applications to it. But let's start with binoculars. Go, one of you. What do you think? What's your favorite, Brad?
2: My favorite are ones that are super reliable. And uh, obviously, I, you know, a lot of it's what, it, what looks good to your eye and what you're used to. Um, I have the compact 10s. I have the eight SLCs. I have 10s. I have a couple pair of 10s. I have a 12 and I have 15s. And I use them all. I don't. I don't use the little mini yeah, ones you, much you, at all anymore.
0: You do. I I use a ten to forty two almost exclusively. I don't use anything else yeah. unless it's the big eye, and that's why I like the stony sticks. And uh, maybe I could go to a fifteen, but I I I use the stony sticks for my rifle. But they they they're really good and easy adjustable for me glassing. And so I always have my stony sticks sitting in front of me, and I'm a ten to forty two fan. So what 10, works. Or ten to fifty. Yeah, ten right. to forty two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's you, i'm just telling you me the the, the 15s are uh, they're an adjunct a super nice adjunct they're not a standalone for what we do um mm-hmm. but they're sure nice to have
1: yeah in the west 90 percent of the hunters probably prefer 10 if you're not hunting in the west and you're not hunting really long distance if you've never used an eight and you use an eight you will not go back to a 10 it is way more stable it's way more clear, it has the same exit pupil, basically uh, an eight by 40 or eight by 42 has the same exit pupil as a 10 by 50. It's super, super, super nice. My favorite glass I still have from the mid-2000s is an 8.5 by 42 EL. When I go to Africa, when I'm hunting like whitetails or hunting something where I'm hunting more bush, say moose hunting where you're not gonna do a lot of range finding, and I had to grab one pair of binoculars to use for everything, that is the one I would use. It is so much, in fact, I use it for sheep hunting for 10 years. That was my go-to glass. And I never, I mean, if you have a 10 power, you won't spot a guy with an 8.5 or 8 if he knows what he's doing. Just a little bit smaller, but in low light, standing. A lot of times when you're walking, you're standing, not sitting. If you're sitting, then you can stabilize 10s a lot better than, um, than when you're standing. And for sure, 12s and 15s are really designed to be either sitting or on a tripod. 15 standalone, I've tried to use it before but it just doesn't have a good field of view It's a specialized product for looking at antelope at long range for maybe a Marco Polo hunting But if you just want to come up and quick and look it's just in your way It's not comfortable to shoot with if you're bow hunting it's too big I mean if you want a compact binocular I recommend seven and eight power because the exit people is too small with a 32 to go with a ten A ten by 32 is a joke If you want to go small go light seven seven or eight power is much much better and much, much more stable. It's amazing if you actually take out and compare it low light how much better an eight is than a 10. But for what we do, because I like to grab one binocular, a range finding binoculars, what I use. I mean, for me, having a binocular at a range finder is like going mud bogging without diff lock. I mean, it's just, you're grabbing for something all the time. You know, I always like to check. I'm always checking how far everything is. So if I have to have an old crap moment where you got to run and gun, I already kind of mentally know how far everything is around. So for me, it's subconsciously. I'm checking and I know, okay, that animal's 300 yards, boom, don't even have to range find it sometimes. I laugh when people range find animals 150 yards away and they have a gun that's zero to 200 or 300 yards. It's like, come on. So, so you know, type, brand, honestly, kind of choose your, I've used exclusively, blazely either Zeiss, Leica or Swarovski for the last probably twenty some years, and they're all a little bit different. I think the the new Leica is amazing for me. the The, the eye cup is too big. I don't have a very big, fit. just because I have a big gut right now doesn't mean I have a big face still. Um, and so for me, turning the eye cups all the way down. The, is the ones not, that
2: I have, or the brand brand new ones. You haven't seen the, the brand. Even brand the brand ones, new ones,
1: yeah. they still have a bigger eye cup for me. The, for me, the Zeiss and the Swarovski fit my eyes better unless I take the Leica and screw them all the way down. Now, Brian has the older Zeiss, the Geovids, and I use those for many, many years. Like I, had, I had, Yeah, the, sorry, the, the Leica's, the Geovids. Mm-hmm. And I use the 8x42 for many years and an awesome product. Um, I use... It's just hard for
0: me to get rid of, you know? They work um, really well. They're
1: comfortable. <clears throat> They're very functional. I, I use the, the, the new Zeiss this year because they have the smaller eye cups and I really love them. They work great. The range finder probably is not as good as some, I would say, the lichen. So you have the eye further. cups extended out when you glass? Medium. Not all the way out, not all the way in. All the way in is if I'm wearing sunglasses and i am got a glass like mm-hmm. I'm remarkable polo hunting and riding a horse and it's as bright and I want it, I'll, I'll keep my eye cups all the way in. So... Yeah, that really. I mean, I tell people feel them, play with them, just like a pair of boots. They won't fit everybody. Play with with a rangefinder. Some people like to use their little finger. Some people like to use a trigger finger. Some people want to focus with the the focus. Like like is very close to your face. Um, the Zeiss and the other ones are further away. So just feel because honestly, they're all really good. They, none of them will cost you an animal. But if you want super reliability um the rangefinders will eventually fail in almost all these anywhere between say three and six seven years out who knows replace your battery every year if it's super serious for you take the spare battery along and i just give it to the guides internationally who have range finding binoculars so they always have extra batteries but i don't risk a marco polo on a three dollar battery i've seen it happen and uh yeah right so anyway
0: mine are 13 years old the uh the rangefinder has never failed um and so but I've seen other ones a lot of them so I don't know if I got the anomaly off the line you got lucky yeah I got lucky yeah and and it's it's thirteen years
1: it with the range finding binocular I've had range finding binoculars the range finder quit three times yeah and
0: and life. and I just got lucky it's been it's been a workhorse it's been a you know it's it's just that half done Chevy pickup that goes every day and I don't ever think about it or don't worry about it. Um, uh, but binoculars are interesting, and I think that's that's a, such a good point that they're so personal, and you got to find what works for you. Leupold has good options, too. They, they've upped their game significantly in the last few years and are super clear, and uh, um, and we have a lot of all those products here. But you can't go wrong, but what I would do is I'd find the one that works for you, and I would spend time, uh, you know, most people want to run in and buy a pair. Mm-mm. Go check them out. Go ask to go, you know, go look at them and then make your decision. So anyway, um, spotting scope.
1: Actually, before? Yes, super please. Super critical. Yes. The binocular case and the strap. Say what you like and why.
0: Ooh. You know, I'm I'm always on the – so I like the Badlands one. My, was my favorite forever. It wore out, and then the metal framing came through. Um, I don't change just to change. You know that about me. I don't chase trends, and I don't chase nope. name brands. I chase what works, and I, I guess I get, I get very poignant when it comes to that. Uh, I would say that this Alaska Guide thing um, that Alaska I Alaska guide, guide Creations. creations. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Good quality product. I know the guy that designed it. Yeah, Was I, a hunting guide, probably still is.
0: I, I would say I didn't like the bigger one. I got that when he made the next size down the medium one. I wore that last year. Super comfortable. I like it. And right now, if I went hunting, that's what that's what my binoculars are in. So that one so far has been my favorite. I got this one from Rockman um, that I'm going to try. Waterproof? It's waterproof. That's what I do like about it. And it's the only complaint I have about um, the Badland and the one I have is that. You know it's not waterproof, and, and that has to be an external thing. And if it's not, because I've tried to put it under my zipper, and then you're messing around, and uh, it's a big deal. I just pain. thought of something. Yes.
1: Because I was thinking, all these, there's a lot of good binocular covers that aren't waterproof. How could you waterproof them quickly? Shower cap. Shower cap would work very well. I don't think well. if you were a shower cap, it would help your binoculars, Brian. It would. Okay, no, it so would, I'll actually. You. You're, you're right, I'll a shower show you, cap. I'll show you, actually, how yeah. it would work. Um, yeah.
0: We actually. should look at that. Because because honestly, I like that Alaska Guide creation. And Brad had one, and his was too bulky. Then they came out for me. And then they came out with the smaller one. I like the smaller one. I, I don't like having a ton of stuff on the front of my pack. Um, it, it, you know but uh, taste is subjective. So that'd be my favorite one. So right now, but I'm in search of, and I've tried all the other ones. I've ordered thousands of dollars with those things. Well, you guys know, we all do. We bring in here, try it. And uh, we should have a big garage sale this year. (laughs) Right. On a lot of stuff. Mm, Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So how about you? Uh, Ah, you know, my, I've gone through the badlands. I like the badlands. There's a lot to like about it. It's kind of ergonomic, but it does click and it wears out. Um, well, everything wears out, I guess. But uh, the, my first Alaska Guide Creations, um, I didn't care for very much because it had the buckle, and uh, it was a little too small, and my my binoculars squeaked in it. And I got the I got the Jumbo now, and it's got the hook and loop, uh, elastic loop, and I like that one a lot. Um, it's big, um, but I use it to I use it as my rear rest a lot. Um, I sh- I end up shooting off of it most of the time. On occasion, I'll use my I'll have my Rainfly clipped in my backpack, and I'll grab that and use that as my rear bag. But more and more and more, I'm using the, the Alaska Guide Creations as my rear bag. So
0: you unbuckle it from your back. See, I use my binoculars because they're already out there. They're flipped out. So you unbuckle it from your back. And I, un- I unbuckle both sides. And then just flip it out. And then I leave it hooked around my...
2: My but you like
0: to have all your stuff there, too. You I like, do. You, you, you're, you're, I don't want to say you're a trinket guy because you're not a trinket guy, but you're an accessory guy. You like yep. to have that stuff up there. And I get, I get everything laid out
2: mm-hmm. if I have time. You know, okay. Most of the time we have time, um, and I shoot off of it. Um, so that's my favorite. I've tried a bunch of the others. Most of them are um, they're hard to get your binoculars in. And I got the big binoculars. I, I predominantly am using the, the – well, not the brand new, I'm I, the, the GeoVid HBs. Um, and they're just a big binocular, but I carry a wind puffer and I carry a coyote call in them and I carry a reed and I carry a, mat, uh, I carry some, a lighter in it. You know, if I, I'd like to be able to start a fire always. So I got, I got stuff in it too. So
1: a well, little trick, if you're ever flying in a bush plane, um, <laughs> either have all that stuff in your binocular pouch on you. Cause a lot of times when I'm flying, it's fun to glass and see if you see something and, or always take the top of your pack off and hold it in your lap. And in that, you should have your E-TREX. Um, yeah. not your, well, you used to have an E-TREX, which is a old uh, GPS. I but think I'm, your,
2: I got the Oregon now or something. You, have, you have a GPS.
1: You have your satellite phone. You have the Garmin. You yep. have fire Yep. You have stuff like that in case a plane goes down and the, the it's really bad and you're hurt bad. That's always have that on Yeah, it. that's
2: a great idea. But yeah. I always carry my binoculars. Even on the carry-on, my binoculars... My binoculars are always on the carry-on. Now they're heavy, and um, you know, I mean, it just yeah. keeps your carry-on keeps adding because g- yeah. I wear my boots. Yeah, I wear my boots, and I usually bring my Crocs on too, especially if it's a long flight, so yeah. I can take my boots off and and have my Crocs on. But anyway, well, I, feel, I, I bike, would say in a bush in case, plane. I would say that's a bush my plane. Favorite. What's yours?
1: Never. Fly with Crocs on. No, 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 no. I mean on the commercial Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Good, yeah, We yeah. We put our, we usually put our So i was talking on it. I'm talking on the No, on no, no. We'll do that oh, on yeah, travel. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. what's your favorite one?
1: It's really simple. Either the standard strap that they come with, or I take Rick Young's, Rick Young Outdoors. The straps. little stretchy. The reason I like it is I can use as an neck strap, or I can wrap it around my arm as a bra, underneath my arm as a bra. The reason One of the reason I really like it is when I'm riding a horse. I sometimes don't like crap flopping on my chest. And sometimes if you have a high saddle horn, it hits it so I can put my left arm through it and it's out of the way. And if you're shooting a bow, right. I can put it through and it acts as a chest protector. Basically that strap pulls everything down. And I use the uh, the, the product that Lennis Janssen's Cricket Horn Outfitters has. It's called a Binox Sock um, or Bino Shield. It used to originally be called the Binox Sock. He bought that company. In fact, I talked to Lennis years ago about it and, and, um, and said, you know, this is a great product. and and they were selling and I think Lenison picking that up. And uh, he added a really cool feature. He added the zipper to the top of it and it's not waterproof. That's why you said you can actually take a shower cap over it. Cause 90, 95% of the time, you're not hunting in, in rain and most Western hunting. Right. But it is nice to have the waterproof ability. Um, so what I do is I, and, and that little zip pouch, I always pack my electronic ear protection, whether I have tactical hearing or sport yeah, ear. I do too. I have, always have a cloth in the Ziploc bag. So when you have wet optics and you're right at the last moment of shooting, you have a dry cloth, always to wipe your lens or your scope off. I have a wind puffer in there and I have an s- extra set of earplugs, usually the ones on a little uh, little stretchy mm. coggle, you know, the two that attach together, you can give somebody. And that's right. basically, and, and then a couple len- wet lens cleaning cloths. Now, if I, And a camel hair lens pen, Leopold lens pen. That's what I like the best, it's super light, super fast. I take my binoculars off all the time. And so the other systems that you guys like I like for taking the weight off my neck, but for me, I like this, and I'm taking my pack on and off. I liked being able to switch my binoculars from high to low quickly uh, from around my back, uh, on my neck, under my arm, and that's what it, so, and it's also very light. And I can take them, when I shoot, I do not lay my binoculars on, and it's fast. I just pop the one little strap, and I now I use binoculars like Brad does, a shoot off of, or I have them sitting right there glassing with. So if you leave your binocular chest thing on, it's fine, but it's hard to get to your binoculars. And then if I need to hand them to a client or something quickly, and I have them, it's harder to get get them, get them off my neck. And it's harder for it's, somebody it's to it's borrow them. It's
0: interesting you say that, because you, you look at it from a guide's perspective. I never take, I, I ne- if somebody doesn't have their binoculars, they're not getting mine. I used to do that stuff, click, click. I don't do that. So um, Let's so say I'm th-
1: spotting for them or something. Right,
0: I might leave it down there. And, yeah. You know, so, so I never do, because I'm never going to leave it. And, and it's interesting. To, it, it, I look it, at it from both. Yeah, and, and I don't. I only look at it from one. And the other thing is, is I like to use it as my rear rest, just the binoculars. And then that way, if I got to move off of that uh-huh. shot, they're already hooked up and everything's stationed uh-huh. and it's right there. Uh-huh. So I, I, I would go nuts if I unclipped the whole thing and flipped it forward.
2: What did Does you shoot sense? off of at that GOAT? Because we were at a 37 degree angle. What my did binoculars. you use? Yeah, because I use uphill? No, we were shooting downhill.
0: And I didn't undo my strap. I just pop them out set them on there. But it's just, you know, it's muscle memory. You're used to it. Yeah. See, me. I
2: undid both of both my bottom straps like usual. And, yeah, then you, I, you and I put something I put something else underneath it to get mm-hmm. it high enough. Yeah, that was it was my super- jacket. Was your jacket? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was yeah. a super steep shot. But, but I yeah. take we, off,
0: you, we, and, and you had the, you
1: had the laying bench there, and, and I had the second shot. I'm so sure it was harder for you. Know. So, a couple mm. other, no, much. F- couple other tricks. If you carry these binoculars in these pouches, like you, we all do, I take always the objective lens covers off, and because it, because those are a pain in the ass when they oh, flop yeah. back and forth.
2: Yeah, mine are off.
1: And the, I cut most of these. I don't have, even know mine mo- came with them. Most of these. Most of these have a sliding black plastic eye cover that slides over yeah, the lens. Yeah, that goes off right away. Nope, I leave it. Now, here's why I leave it. I leave it off on one strap and it hangs because when my thing gets a little bit wet or I'm glassing and I don't want it in there, I, I, I can. It, it keeps the rain off of it mm, much quicker sense. because putting in and out, if you're glassing all the time, putting in and out of that case is the pain in the rear and I don't like it. I like leaving it off. So if I got a little drizzle, I got the cover on it and my lens doesn't get wet. You
0: worked. know what? See, that's the I thing. have a reason for everything. A, right. Everybody has their thing. I hate it because it's flopping around, drives me crazy. I have a rag there and I'm always wiping it off with the rag. So I always make sure. And I I go through one of those little silk pads, maybe mm-hmm. one, one a year. And I'm always putting a new one in there. And so I use it that way.
1: But You, you mean the you, spuds pad? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's pretty simple. Exactly. Always pack two of those and just <laughs> wash them when you, at the end of the hunt, wash them but have a second one with you cuz those will get saturated. Yeah. And then they're, and they that's, do. that's that's why you always have a lens wipe in a ziplock bag inside your rain <laughs> thing and then you never have lenses you can't wipe off. See I, I like always it.
2: I always take the rubber objective cover off. I had a, a neoprene, I can't remember. Do you remember what the name of that one was that cover of my binoculars? And I still use it for like archery hunting. Yeah, and no, then I good. Do, and then I don't Rick use Rick
0: Young actually makes a good one hey, if you Brian, like wait, wait. I I always have the Zeiss Lens cleaners,
1: yeah, the little white packages. Yep,
0: because they have the alcohol in them. Yeah, and I keep them in that front pouch, I or I put usually. them in the inside, uh-huh. and I keep them because then if it does get rainy or misty,
1: and you wipe those, it it, it there's a period of time where that alcohol really helps. Actually, I even pack if it's going to get nasty, I pack a little anti fog, little brown tube. I got, and I I, milagin, I do I spray
0: mine. I have anti fog in in the bag usually back at camp or my truck. But
1: if you breathe on it, anti fog still is not. Yeah, anti-fog. It, it doesn't. It, yeah. It's, it's, like putting stud, it's like putting studs on your tires and then trying to drive 80 miles an hour in black ice. So quick question. How are we going to, for
0: everyone listening that went, okay, that's binoculars, how are we going to get to spotting scopes and tripods in seven and a half minutes? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Brian Leslie is sitting there, going absolutely freaking stir crazy. Going, so, so okay, the, you guys, it's like, it's like you guys it, it's organize like a, this, and, and th- this is th- this is what this is like. This is like a scientist uh, testing the coronavirus and going, okay, I'm going to talk. And then it's one thing he gets on that we go for. It's tw- like
1: putting a T-bone steak in front of a guy that's been in the bush for three months and timing how fast it takes to eat it. <laughs> yeah, less than seven minutes.
0: <laughs> no, you can't get it done. Okay, go spotting scopes. Seven minutes. Never. No. So
1: pretty simple. That's
0: like taking me when I was a fat kid on cage: Pretty simple. Me,
1: yeah. If you're relying on your spotting scope to find you animals, not to judge the animals, but to actually locate them, um, using the spotting scope more than a pair of binoculars, it's really simple. <laughs> Carry the best one you can use. I like the angled eyepiece. I do too. Minimum 80 or 85 millimeter objective lens, minimum at least a three or $400 spotting scope tripod that can go up to standing height. That is given. If it's a sitting on your ass, vibrating spotting scope, little bitty objective lens, that is for emergencies. If you're using your spotting scope hours and hours a day, stone sheep hunting, antelope hunters, um, stumbling where you have to judge the animal, probably half or two-thirds of the animals I spot that I'm hunting, I spot with my spotting scope. has to have a video head, not a ball head. Um, so that's pretty simple. Carbon fiber legs, video type head, quick detach on and off. Um, I put a sling on my spine scope tripod, so when I'm running in Gunny or riding a horse in Kyrgyzstan or Asia, I can have it. My spotting scope has a sling on too. I just ordered.
0: I just ordered a sling yesterday. I actually ordered two different so, ones because I'm going to put them on mine. Why do you like? The ang- Brad likes a straight eyepiece. I like because he hasn't too. used
1: the angle enough.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just haven't. It's really
1: simple. If you have said you do not like the angled eyepiece, there's only two reasons. One, you haven't used them, and two, you haven't used them. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i gotta tell you and, that's why i like your, it and your road because, hunting
1: and your road hunting on an on a window mount we're right, sitting it. at a spot at a bench is, the, the straight has this place but once you've been in the mountains and looking and sharing it and, and you have your i have the phone cam your phone scopes on there they're just a lot easier to look at when they're pointed upwards for everybody to look at it's so much easier there's yeah. no comparison well, and I'm it, just it,
2: it, used to the straight, and when you're used to something, it's like why change? it and, now?
1: And I used a straight until probably 10 years ago. So you're, you're talking about a guy who lived with a straight, uh, straight spotting scope from 18 until like 35 plus years old. And as soon as I use an angled, I go, "Holy crap!" So, never. Well, yeah, I get totally angry different. if you you're bring it. If I bring a, <laughs> if I go on a hunt, somebody says I have <laughs> so a spotting scope and they when they have an angle. Somebody
0: says they have angle because I'm six five, So for me to to. to uh, I feel like an
1: accordion file, <coughs> shrinking all up to look out your stuff. I just want to look <coughs> over it, look down, and it's perfect. So, my spine scope and tripod, a good one is between eight and a half and 10 pounds. My gun is between eight and 10 pounds for a precision rifle. Power. I, no, pounds. No, I know power. Yeah, so you I put, said
0: seven minutes.
1: So, I put each one on each side of the pack and then throw the balance when I'm backpacking.
0: I, I like that. So, so <coughs> power. What do we get for power?
1: Power. Well, almost all these, you need at least 50. And if you have more than 50, it's probably not necessary. Some of these new ones go up to 70, 70 power.
0: I'm I'm thirty 38 years old. My name's Dennis. I live in Peoria, Illinois. I'm middle management <coughs> for a company. I make 70 to 80 grand a year, and I'm going to hunt about five to six times out west, maybe eight. In your life? In my life. I'm going to do two or three guided hunts, and I want a great piece of optics to take with me as far as the spotting scope. I want it to be an investment that I can use at the range and I can use when I do hunt back east here. I'd buy what, that what Leopold. Buy?
1: You knew the Leopold that you had last year was impressive. I won't give up a Leica Swarovski or Zeiss, <clears throat> but those other ones are good. Night Force makes a good one. Leopold makes a great one. I've never used the Vortex. Um, we looked at the other one at the show. It was yeah, quite that, good. that Leupold I used last year. But the ones I I'd didn't used compromise for the cost. I would especially. say it was within. It was mm-hmm. within. Right. It was within ten percent of a European optics that's twice as expensive.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so for me, at ten percent, most of people's eyes aren't trained. That's the one I'd go with too. And I can. I, I mean, I can. I, I can run any one I want. Well, I used that one last year. I really liked it. I have to tell you, and the and the size and the way it packed, I, I liked it. I had it trouble
2: getting my swirl out of your hands too. So you didn't hate that
0: one. No, you know your big Swaro. It, it was nice when you're. You, it's the, really specialized, b- though. It's super specialized, and and it, it was hard to get out of a guy's hand. Um, and Liverpool doesn't make that scope. Right. That that no, that's uh, a that's an Swaro, anomalous. But, but here's scope. the problem with that scope for hunting. Okay, actually, as long as I'm hunting out of the buggy, that's the scope I. Right. You know, Which one, the, the
1: gold ring. No, no, know, no, no, no. That big guy. That big That big. That big the I've, giant thing. Giant. I. Oh yeah. That's The one that has
2: one. The, the one that has the BTX. The I don't B, have the, the BTX. The
1: BTX is great if that's what you like. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot lighter than, than going with those great big howas. And those was a howas that are 32 or Kawas Co- or, or whatever. Yeah. They're 32 power. Yeah. And those are great, but that's that's too much. So for me, I just wear like a beanie with uh, like with the ear that cuts down and drops down on them and covers your ear. I just put that on and spin it a quarter turn, and then your beanie on your left uh, left ear becomes your left eye patch. Now I'm glassing through my spotting scope, and that's what I use.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's a, that, you can take why... you
1: can actually even take a glove or your hanky and put it in your hat and hang it down over your eye. It doesn't matter. I used to have an eye patch, but that doesn't cover. Just a hanky or glove or your beanie spun around is right, perfect. Just something to take that away. Yeah, I mean honestly, I'll look through a spotting scope two, three, four hours a day, and I grid the mountain with it with a with with the um, with the video tripod head. I mean, stuff will not get away. If I have, you want a 15 pair uh, uh, on a tripod? So let's say the three of us are hunting together. We have, it depends on how good a spotters everybody is, but we for sure would have one fifteen 15 on a spotting scope tripod. And I would have a, say, my, I pack my big spine scope in a tripod. And if Brad wants to do that too, and then I say maybe close stuff, he's glassing with tens. I'm glassing long range with a big scope. And you're glassing mid, middle range with the 15s, and I said I get tired. I want to look at the spot and go more. Give me your 15s. Here's this, and we switch. And then and then stuff does not get away if you have that system.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's a good approach. Um, tripods, uh, there are some them great tripods out there. Um, I like your I, I like the way you break that down because there's so many different tripods, just like so many different scopes. But that was a, a, a really good analogy of what to go get
1: well you can get the light little ones to sit down and kneel i down. like
0: the fluid video head too by the way
1: for gridding yes if you're going to be doing a lot of shooting mm-hmm. and doing spotting of animals um just after you spot them with binoculars you don't you can get a ball head if so especially if you like to shoot off of a tripod these new ball heads like field optics has them really right stuff has them that handle an archer swiss or the the um, Picatinny, then the ball head is better if you want to shoot off of it and you want to hold the gun. Yeah, don't but, shoot off. But some guys like that. A lot of these guys, PRS shooters and stuff, are using that. But in general, I prefer a different shooting system. Yeah,
0: I see I see the guys that use that are shooters that are hunting instead of hunters that are shooting. Does that makes sense?
1: So a ball head with a pair of binoculars is not bad. A ball head with a big optic to grid the mountain, you can't grid with a ball head. Right. So, but a ball head, if you like the ball head for, for binoculars, is good
0: perfect I hope that helped everyone listening thanks for joining us today before I go I want to invite you to join us on zoom every Tuesday and Friday night hunt the world webcast go to zoom.com put in three it says join a meeting there it's super easy put in 314-896-6854 314-896-6854 right in that little bar that says join a meeting it's always open for you We'd love to have you watch 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Each webcast, we talk about hunting the world somewhere with someone who's done it. So it's uh, it's great. It's entertaining. I appreciate listening in today. Everybody, be safe and happy hunting.